turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my house. Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Stephen Gaines sitting in only briefly for Dottie Herman, who is on her way to the studio right now. Um, Eye on Real Estate, as Dottie would tell you, is the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate. And if you stop and think about it, everything does have to do with real estate in the 21st century, whether it's buying or selling or where you live or how you feel about your home or who your neighbors are. Um, it all comes down to this wonderful thing called real estate. Uh, while we're waiting for Dottie, we, her uh, great panel of uh, experts is with us, of course, attorney Jerry Feeney. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. Is it possible that there's traffic in the Hamptons this morning? No. No, there was That's absolutely unusual. no. <laughs> Yesterday, there was incredible traffic. Just let me introduce Ace Watana Suparp is also here. Ace is our mortgage and finance expert. And I tell you, Ace knows more about getting mortgages, about financing homes, about home equity loans, about refinancing than anybody else I've ever met in my whole life. He's vice president of Citizens Bank. And if you have any questions about getting a mortgage or having trouble getting a mortgage, you can call us right now at 866-970-9622. Good morning, and by the way, Thanks good for morning, that Ace. You're incredible welcome. intro. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, yeah. it's true. And the other thing is I always say this about Jerry, and I, I don't just say this on the air. Jerry knows how much I would depend upon him if I had any real estate questions. He, he's really, really remarkable. And the thing that I like best about Jerry is not just his encyclopedic knowledge, which is unbelievable, but um, the calmness with which he goes about real estate problems and issues. This is not the, Jerry is not the kind of lawyer that will make you crazy. He is the kind of lawyer. You never heard me scream in the office. <laughs> Jerry's well, one of the best. in the office for a day. <laughs> Thank well, you. Don't, don't work for him. That's a different thing. But to be his client, his client is a great thing because he's a really, really smart guy. So this is our uh, oh, July 4th uh, uh, show, and um, we're uh, we're very partial and special to this wonderful holiday. Um, all of us love America and uh, what July 4th stands for. And Jerry was one of the first people who pointed out to me that the uh, the Declaration of Independence was not signed on July Fourth. Is that correct, no. Jerry? Yeah. When was dated when was... July? It's dated July Fourth, but it wasn't signed. Uh, it was signed in August. I think it was August two. Um, was the actual signing of the document. But you know, it was written by Jefferson, and uh, I think Franklin had some input on it. 
it was dated July 4th, and then the actual signing didn't happen until August 2nd, I think, and it took a couple of days to get everybody to sign it. Jerry, but, you, you know, never they cease were, to but, amaze me in, in regards to all the information oh. that you know. You know that? Well, I, I usually, when I teach history in the, in the fair housing class, I always start with that, and everybody gets it wrong. But, you know, it's a common misunderstanding. Yeah. So we really should be doing fireworks on August 2nd. August 2nd. Remember, you listeners. Know, I don't think anybody wants to do that. So. I guess the Xerox machine was broken then, and they couldn't get that document. You know, they had to get it ready by hand. Yeah, that's that was, was a stupid hand. joke. Yeah. I, I, have one, some, I have something else though. Is that you know when uh, when Pearl Harbor was bombed, when World War II started, it occurred to the people in Washington D.C. that in case the Japanese bombed D.C., the Declaration of Independence could be destroyed. So, mm-hmm. um, do you know what they did? Here's Dottie right now. I think so. I don't think she can get in the door. Uh, if you would like to help her get in the Should door, there in? she is. The oh, no, or? it's not Dottie. It's a Dottie lookalike. It's a Dottie lookalike. Right. It's a Dottie lookalike. It's Esther Mueller is here. Hi, Esther. Um, I'll tell you what. Why don't you take this microphone and move over? But um, let me um, – you can sit at Dottie's microphone. Dottie is, uh, is lost in traffic. So, do you know you look just like Dottie? Esther Mueller is uh, like one of, is the principal um, expert in teaching real estate. She has an academy that most of the best brokers in the city go to. And one of the things that we thought we were going to do today was um, so many people want to go into real estate. The last time Esther was on the show was last year. And here comes Dottie, too. Um, we had many, many phone calls. And Dottie will be right with you. We're going to do this wild switcheroo with microphones. And as soon as Dottie takes her place, I will tell you that they took the Declaration of Independence out of Washington, D.C. with armed guards, believe it or not. They put it in a, on a train, and they took it to Fort Knox, and they locked up the Declaration of Independence in Fort Knox for the duration of the war so nobody could bomb it and destroy it. How's that for a fascinating story? Mm. Isn't that true? And when they did that, they found my grandmother's jewels. My grandfather looked for them for years. And there they were locked up in Fort Knox. That's another bad joke. So I'm two, two for <laughs> one third Stephen one. Stephen will be, be appearing in the, the Catskills box. tonight. You're in a roll, Stephen. You're in a roll. Early, early dinner at 5 o'clock. And now one of the authors of the Declaration of Independence, I was reading last night about it, preparation for the show, didn't sign it because he actually objected to it, believe it or not. Um, he, he never signed it? One of the, it was a it was a committee that actually wrote. It. I mean, Jefferson is credited with most of it in Franklin, but there were others on it, like Adams. I think was on it, but um, one of the other guys, one of the lesser members of the committee, didn't end up signing it. By the way, you know, signing it meant certain death if they lost the war. So I mean, it was a big act to sign this document. King would have had your head. Did you see Hamilton? King George in around. Yes, I loved it. Wow, um, wasn't that great? Wasn't that an Fabulous interesting, show. interesting piece of history? Yeah. And and the way yeah. they did it was, was really truly remarkable. So as soon as uh, Dottie is uh, ready, I will uh, I will introduce her. You ready for your big introduction? Are you going to give me a big one? This big is Dottie Herman, <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the fifty most powerful women in New York. Uh, just came out last week, Forbes magazine. Dottie is number thirty-five. I don't think it matters. I think all fifty are the same. But congratulations to you. Uh, Thank you. And the new we, movie we just opened. That anyway, so. Wonder Woman just opened, and see, so you are the Wonder Woman of. Uh, 
of power women in real estate. Now, I'm going to get off of (laughs) this thing. Hey, I I tell everyone flattery will get you everywhere, so thank you. You know what? Dottie is very modest about these kind of things. She really, really doesn't. There's a whole list of accolades and and awards and stuff that Dottie gets practically every week, and she never mentions it, so... Um, I took this opportunity to say it. So now, one of the thirty, one of the fifty most powerful women in New York City. I give you Dottie Herman. Oh, well, I'm I'm glad to be here, and of course, happy, happy Fourth of July weekend. Um, it's a a big weekend here, and I'm sorry to be a little late. I'm usually I'm never late, but I uh, hit tremendous traffic. traffic. Just a little traffic. It's unbelievable. If you've never been to the Hamptons on a holiday weekend, it really is a different version of traffic than most people. Now, yeah, and I always understand. know there's traffic, but this was really uh, unbelievable. And um, we have one of my favorite people here and one of my very good friends, as everyone here is, as far as Steve is. And, and Jerry, of course, is a dear friend, friend, friend of mine. And uh, one of the first friends I met when I... Uh, took over Douglas Elliman was Esther Mueller and uh, got to uh, meet Esther. <laughs> well, I'll let her tell you the story. Uh, it was a great meeting. We uh, It was not too long after 9-11, and there was a blackout in the city, and everyone was thinking the worst, and there was no radio. You couldn't find out information. Just everything went out, and people, of course, thought it was a terrorist attack. So I, um, if you know me, you know I always have high heels on. So I had like four-inch heels on, and I go to the building that our, a lot of our agents are in. I throw my heels off. I run up to every floor. And believe it or not, this agent's still trying to work. And I'm like, no, you have to evacuate. We don't know. We think it could be a terrorist attack. And I made sure everyone got out. And everything was closed. They locked the city down. So there was a lot of people who do not live in the city that work for Douglas Elliman who uh, had nowhere to go. So I, <laughs> I'm walking down, I think, Central Park South to go to one of the hotels, hoping that they had some, some food or water or something with a bunch of people. And there is Esther who spots me and said, Oh, my God. I just saw your face on Time Magazine. And this is like, it's almost pitch black. There are no lights. I've been meaning to call you and invite you to my real estate school because everyone's talking about you. And in the meantime, there is Dottie Herman, and we begin to talk. The next thing I hear Dottie says, I love education. I love training. I used to have a school. And we got onto a topic we immediately bonded because we both are lifelong learners, and we knew this is a friendship that's Forever. going to remain. Right. So we, we do soulmates. live. And you know what's funny is we do live right next to each other. Yes. And, of course, when and, I'm, I always know that I can count on Esther when I need a cup of cooking. sugar. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So anyhow, so we're going to talk a lot about real estate today, and we're going to talk to Esther about school, and I I know a lot of you are going to have questions on how do you get into real estate, should you get into real estate, Uh, what can you expect when you get into real estate, how hard is it, Uh, of course it's not million dollar listing, although we have a a bunch of Douglas Elliman people on, you know, but it's hard, so we'll, and, and Esther has the best school and can tell you all about all of the 
questions. I know a lot of you have questions on how to get into the industry. And um, if you are passionate about it and if you're willing to work hard, I have to tell you it's probably um, – well, it's a great business because you meet different people all the time. It's never the 9 to 5 drill. And when I say 9 to 5, it's 24-7. But we'll talk about that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to – and you'll call us at 866-970-9622. Um, she's tops. She has. She's a co-founder of the Academy for Continuing Education. She's a master coach and trainer, and she's been educating real estate professionals for 20 years. And she has a book out that you love. Uh, her tips from the top, and it's everything that you need to know about buying and selling uh, cooperative and condominium apartments. And it's available on Amazon. It's a great book. She's also a good cook, Dobby. Oh, my matzo ball soup. <laughs> Of course, thank you. Thank you. One of her greatest accounts. All these years, well, I've not had a teaspoon. <laughs> not a teaspoon oh, of your matzo Jerry. ball soup. Jerry, I no, no, offered you. Gefilte fish. Oh, I love I, I am, Well, we're going to have Jewish, a fun show today. Food. I, I yeah. want to be serious and do real estate, but we also want to have fun. And I and I think that all of us here, that all of us in the room have, have been in real estate our whole lives, basically, in some fashion or other. Uh, so... Uh, we can pretty much also answer anything that you have to, to ask, 866-970-9622. But be safe and make sure that you drive safe because, you know, there's a lot of people on the road. There's, this weekend, 44 million Americans will travel by car. Um, Three and a half million will fly. And 150 million will hot dogs will be consumed. Okay, <laughs> that's really a scary thought, uh, but that's that's what's going to happen. And and also for those, which is important to know, really watch the drinking, take Uber or take some kind of a service because, uh, first of all, it's dangerous to be driving and drinking, and second of all, there's going to be stops all over. Um, they they are going to have just stops where people, and this is all over. I know Long Island, um, all of Long Island, and I, I know some of uh, Connecticut. So they're just going to have stops where they stop to see if you're drinking or not. So really, if you're going to be drinking, and dri don't drive. Get someone to drive you or get a cab or something. Um, it's, not, it's not safe and it's not a good thing. Anyhow, you talked about the in, uh, you talked about the Declaration of Independence. So yes, I'm not going to talk yeah. about it. No, no, no. That's a, listen, I'm not great on history. I just know that I would tell you that it's National Doctors' Day. Uh, unfortunately, when I heard the news yesterday, I was in shock because yesterday oh. at one of the hospitals in the city, okay, and I was watching it and um, or listening to it while I was driving, and they're like this gunman came in and shot these people, but we don't know who he is. He killed himself. We don't know who the people that he killed. And it ended up to be a doctor yeah. who yeah. had a gripe. <clears throat> had a gripe. Sexual harassment or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I guess he flipped out. And um, you got to be very careful. And that's even what I tell people when they're driving. Don't, you know, don't, if you cut somebody off or they, or they do something, don't go crazy because you never know. Some people just flip out. Uh, I never flip out. I never get into a rage. <laughs> and if you were born today, you share the birthday with Diana Spencer, uh, who was the Princess of Wales, who was born in 1961 on today's day. Uh, so we have a good – you know what? I, I, 
I want to kind of tell you the topics, but I also want to play a little by ear because we have such an interesting group that you never know what might come out. But on this day, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band goes number one for 15 weeks. For 15 weeks. Um, that, and that's long. And in 1941, the Boulevard Watch Company paid $9 for the first ever network TV commercial. $9. It's now, gone up have, a little since then. Yes. And, of course, if you were born and you're a cancer, and that is, by the way, a good sign for me, um, you are an extraordinary person. You spend your entire life striving for protect, perfection, and you have great emotional fragility. You're fragile, okay, emotionally. And a lot of us are fragile emotionally, yeah. I think more people than less. I, I just think there's a lot. So we're going to talk about real estate. We're going to talk about real estate schools. I have some questions of le uh, from, from people who emailed me. I also want to tell you that the market, because I get all the time the biggest question, Dottie, what's going on in the market? What's going on in the real estate market? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it a good time to sell? Is it a bad time to sell? Uh, and I think the market pretty much, and give or take, and, and, and uh, we're in the Northeast here, but um, pretty much nationally, um, I'd say the market is pretty s stable. I mean, it's stable. It's turning into a seller's market in, in many price ranges. I'll, I'll leave it at that because um, there's a big demand on the lower end, and there's not a supply. So uh, things really sell quickly. Uh, on the lower end, and the lower end could be any number depending on where you live. I mean, it could be, if you live, um, it could be 700,000, it could be 300,000, it could be 500,000. Uh, but whatever the lowest number is, is where, because the millennials are all trying to buy, they are trying to buy over rent, they prefer to buy than to rent. And so there's a, a shortage of inventory, wouldn't you mm -hmm. say? Absolutely. Um, and the higher end, and again, that the high end is considered the top 10% price range in a market. So if a market's top 10% is a million dollars, then that would be what their high end starts at. If they're top, so in New York, the top 10% of the market is probably closer to three to four million, maybe even a little higher than that. Yeah. Um, but if, it, if it's priced right, there is a tremendous demand. I mean, then you've got your bidding wars, you've got more than one. So I think that the sellers now are becoming much more realistic in terms of the asking price. So while we've seen a lot of inventory, we're also seeing that there is some sensibility that's coming back to the market in terms of the, uh, you know, the prices. So I think that's keeping us in mind that if you really are motivated and you really want to sell, it is absolutely getting the right number. Well, no, it's not. That, and being be realistic. Prepared. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of competition, okay? Now, maybe if you're buying a $60 million property, there's less. But if you're buying an average property, there's a lot of competition. You have to be ready to buy. You have to know. You have to have your financing in order. You have to be able to act, okay? I guess we have a break coming right now. We'll be back and we'll talk a little bit more about the market and then we're going to talk about real estate and how to get into it. New York has the finest. New York has the bravest. 
And now for the first time on AM 970 New York, has the boldest hour. Tune in every Sunday morning at 11 for bold talk and bold ideas with your host, Correction Officers Benevolent Association President Elias Husamidine. Elias will cover topics that affect New York City correction officers, the public, and New York City officials. Don't miss COBA's The Boldest Hour, Sunday mornings at 11, here on AM 970, The Answer. Dennis Prager here, and for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. This is before I ever even heard about the product. I never endorsed a pain reliever, but now I am. And yes, now I'm taking Relief Factor 2. Maybe you've heard me call it a miracle. In fact, listen to what Amanda from Texas wrote. I was having pain in my left thumb area and left side of my leg from my knee about four inches up. After about a week of taking Relief Factor, the pain in my leg has gone away. And a few days later, the pain in my left hand is gone. We've gotten thousands of these testimonials, and if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife Sue did, try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free 800-583-84, 800-583-84. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with three former high-ranking correction officials who say they were fired when they uncovered numbers on jailhouse violence that were being suppressed. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday night at 9 on AM 970, The Answer. Okay, everyone, settle down. Now, instead of our usual morning report... I'd like to talk about what we should be doing to celebrate our 25th anniversary. You've all been doing great work, and I'd really like to give back and treat everyone to a killer party. Any ideas? How about we all go bowling? Anyone else? A company picnic? Gotta do better than that, people. I know. Let's get a yacht and cruise around Manhattan and party all night. Yeah. That's a great idea, but where can we get a yacht? Just call Fran's Touch of Class at 212-385-9400 and charter the Atlantis. Three decks, dance floor, state-of-the-art sound system, spotless restrooms, and the food and service is great. In fact, my niece's reception was there, and it was unforgettable. Fran's Touch of Class? Fran will take care of everything. Just call her at 212-385-9400 or email her at events at franstouchofclass.com. 212-385-9400 or events at franstouchofclass.com. All right, people, let's make this happen. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors & Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free. So come to Connors & Sullivan's free seminars. On Monday, July 17th at Vesuvio Restaurant, 7305 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. At Buckley's, 2926 Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn on Tuesday, July 18th at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And on Thursday, July 20th at the Montauk Club, 25 8th Avenue in Park Slope, Brooklyn at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Can't go to any Connors & Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Just call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Connors & Sullivan. Plan now for later.
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. 866-970-9622. I have a few questions, but I want to give you, again, just a general consensus of what's going on. And basically, uh, the biggest problem right now for that's nationally is affordability, okay, and lack of inventory. So, uh, but as far as the desire and, and and the and the demand, the demand is there for housing, okay. Um, people want to buy, and especially that rents have gotten so high, uh, that's even another reason. And. It has been driven, and the demand, you know, there's a supply and demand. So when there's a large supply and there's little demand, you have a buyer's market. When there's a small supply and a lot of demand, you have a seller's market. So I would say in many price ranges, we're really turning into a seller's market. So if you're thinking of selling in the next couple of years, uh, you know, and people ask, I've had a couple of – Friends call me and say, well, I'm thinking of selling. Uh, I have a penthouse or I have this apartment and I did this, this, and this. And uh, then I might move out of New York. And I said, well, before you decide anything, you first should decide, you know, if you really are able to move out of New York with your business, if you can do that and save the taxes because they're very strict on that. Second of all, you have to decide, you know, are you going to be happy, you know, living in another place? Uh, you know, are you, uh, you because going on a vacation is one thing, but living someplace is entirely different. But if you are pretty certain that you want to move, I would say that uh, pricing your house now, I think the average days on market is about 27 days, which is nothing. Uh, usually we tell people you have to have a minimum of six months at a minimum. And of course, if it's a very high price, even longer. So uh, it is definitely a good time to sell. Uh, as far as appreciation, nationally, the houses, uh, housing market is about, appreciated about 5.6%, which is good. I always say, and I've said it on the show many a times, you uh, would love if you just bought something, you want to hear that it went up 20% in, in the next month. But truthfully, nothing can sustain at that rate. So we're, what we have is uh, affordability where we have growth, but it's sustainable growth. We can sustain that. And, of course, interest rates have stayed low for quite a bit of time, and they're still low now, so that's really a good thing. Um, another factor that influences household is household formations, and the, re and the reports project that baby boomers, which are probably anywhere from – I want to say 50-something, like 55. 1964 to uh, 46 so it starts, and it ends at 64. So the oldest one is 70. And what's the youngest, 50-something? Uh, 64 if you were born in 64. I forget. <laughs> you probably if you were born. Well, it's 50-something. Anyhow, that generation, which used to be the largest generation, now it's the second largest because the millennials are the largest generation. But that generation of baby boomers, that their household, they are looking. They will spend 11.3 million dollars. They are really not doing what their parents did. They're not retiring and downsizing. They're buying second homes. They might buy maybe things that are less maintenance, but they also want their kids to come and their grandchildren to come. So they're not like you know in this small little apartment where maybe the grandparents did, 
and the, the kids went to see the parents no matter where they lived. But that's not the case anymore. So they are really actually, they want their, la they want their house and retirement to be their, the lifestyle they want. So they are a big factor in the market. And, of course, the millennials who are anywhere from ages, I, I think they're about up to 34, uh, they are definitely buyers. They believe in, they believe in home ownership, and they are entering the market because the oldest ones are now having children. So when you have children, what's the first thing you want to do? Buy a house. Okay. Okay. Uh, Prices, the NAR say, have zoomed to a new high because the job market in most of the country is pretty healthy. And, of course, mortgages are good. And, uh, again, across the country, listings are scarce So if you, uh, uh, that are affordable. If you are out there looking, I suggest you have all your paperwork in order, that you have been pre-qualified, that you know what you can afford, okay, and that you go around. And look at things so that you know prices. You can even go on your computer or your laptop, and you can figure out, and you can go on and see what things sold for. Now, sellers, you know what I tell sellers to do? Because many times, and they're sometimes very good friends of mine, <laughs> they always want to overprice their house. So I said, I want you to take yourself out of it. Pretend it's not your house. And I'm going to give you five houses that are similar to yours, maybe not as nice here or there because theirs would always be better, okay? And I'd say, and I want you to pretend you're a buyer and go, go, see the prop, go see your competition. See what other people are going to be looking at when they see your house. And then you can get a very good idea because that's really what makes the price. What's your competition? If you're the only house on the block for this, you know, if you're the only house and there's no houses, you're going to get a higher price. But if there's a lot of people that have similar houses on the market, then you probably will get less. So right now, uh, I would say in most price ranges, there's less inventory and there's more buyers. So that's why people are getting a good price and things are selling quick. Um, Home equity has hit an all-time high, so most people, which we're very happy to report, most people, had they not have to sell or some of them refinanced or some of them had help from the banks, most people have gained the majority of their equity back, and uh, that's a good thing. And I always tell people, if you go back through history and you look at housing, the only people that ever really got hurt are people that bought at the height of the market and could not keep it and had to sell when the market dropped. If you were able to hold on, the market always, history has come back. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, I was with uh, some, uh, I don't, I can't, I don't want to reveal the names. I was with some uh, very wealthy, wealthy men who were probably in their late 80s. And they were telling me, I mean, they own half of the city, but they were telling me that they, they bought like 60 years ago when they didn't sell. So if you bought a city 60 years ago, can you imagine what you're You're probably worth? doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you, really. You've ridden out a lot of storms then. Yeah. So, so, you know, and the problem that we had with our recession is people borrowed more than they could afford to borrow. Uh, or they didn't really qualify uh, for what they were. They, they bought too much, and they couldn't really qualify for it. Uh, or a lot of people took 
all the equity out of their home. Mm -hmm. Okay, a lot of people use, and I, I don't think that it's bad to use the equity in your home for maybe sending your kids to college or things, but a lot of people got carried away and took so much equity out of their homes and took these equity loans that when the market dropped and they wanted to sell it, they had no equity left. So, but those people who uh, have the money to stay in the game, you know, and we expect the market to be pretty good for the next couple of years. I mean, there's no guarantees in life. I'm not a, uh, a fortune teller, but from what I see, what about you? What about you, everyone? Yeah. Jerry, what are you seeing? Are you seeing pretty consistently? Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing. I mean, I'm seeing more of a summer slowdown this year than in the past, to be honest. Um, but I'm still seeing uh, activity in a lot of activity in the one to three million dollar range, which is, um, you know, believe it or not, the low end of the market. Well, that's in the city, area. and if you're, and if you're in the suburbs, if you're like in 600, 500, you know, you're, you're in the, in, in a good place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the global market, I mean, New York City, New York in general, even Brooklyn. I just got in from Israel, and they were wearing Brooklyn T-shirts, and I went, "Oh my God, I, w I, w I lived in Brooklyn. I wanted to leave Brooklyn. I can't believe it's such a cool place to live." And the reality of it is that New York in general, including all of the boroughs now, they're asking, is the Bronx the place to invest, is still a global city. It's a global city. And so we had one particular situation just a few days ago, I understand, from one of the brokers. She says, everyone that came in was Asian. It looked like China was in the open houses. And well, so listen, we are an international city. And uh, and we, I would say, and I again, I, I'm giving you my opinion. I would say that the one thing about New York City that I think is really great is really nobody cares who you are. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've assimilated. People assimilate, and 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 it attracts people all over. So it doesn't really compete with all the markets because it's a global market, and. Um, and I would think, and I, and again, our friends at Knife Frank, I just spoke to them, and of course my heart goes out to all the stuff that they've gone through in, in London in, in the last couple of, but they were the number one. And, and now I think people are kind of, you know, a little nervous about that. So when, and New York is really, you know, everyone asks, yeah, well, is New York going to stay this way? Well, no one can predict, but it looks like it's going to be like this for a while. I mean, it's, it's, it's a place where people want to be, and it's very international, and people really kind of get along and don't care who you are. And, and it's also one of the safest cities yes. right now, which is really, really important to everyone. And cleanest, if you okay. believe it or not. I have a question, and I'm it going is. to answer this as soon as we come back from the break. Joe Piscopo here. My good friend, Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, loves AM970 The Answer. Listeners, he is making an incredible offer exclusively for you, listening up to 50% off on everything on the MyPillow website. This offer includes Mike's four-pack special, premium pillows, luxury Giza sheets, mattress toppers, roll-and-go pillows, even pet beds. You will not see or hear this offer anywhere else. So if you're looking for a great gift for graduates, newly married couples, a new pet, 
or you just want to give someone the gift of a good night's sleep, call MyPillow, 800-651-0798. Make sure you use the promo code AM970. You'll get up to 50% off on every item from MyPillow. Plus, there's a 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping for orders over 100 bucks. 800-651-0798. Promo code AM970. Or go to MyPillow.com. Please be sure to use the promo code AM970. 800-651-0798. MyPillow. Promo code AM970. Not available in all states. Hey, Carl, how is it you're always golfing? I thought you owned a business. <laughs> I own a recent Irby's robot franchise, Bob. The robots serve seven flavors of delicious frozen yogurt, and the franchisor secured the best locations for me. Sounds so easy. Yep, easiest employees you'll ever have. Where are you going? To learn more about a recent Irby's franchise opportunity. To learn more, go now to FroyoFranchising.com and use promo code 9393. That's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 9393. Two little tablets is all it takes to make your thin hair feel and look thicker and fuller. Guaranteed. Viviscal is the number one drug-free hair growth supplement in the U.S., with one box being sold every minute globally. It's clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women. And now a 90-day supply of Viviscal is offered in your area Risk-free plus free shipping. Call 800-330-6865. Viviscal nourishes thinning hair from within. You'll love your hair growth results guaranteed. Viviscal is so effective, it's recommended by top doctors. Here's Dr. John Laura. As a dermatologist, I feel confident recommending Viviscal. It's backed by 25 years of research and multiple clinical studies that demonstrate Viviscal's effectiveness in promoting the growth of thicker, fuller hair. Want to try Viviscal? Every listener that calls now gets a 90-day risk-free supply plus free shipping. Call now, 800-330-6865. 800-330-6865. That's 800-330-6865. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's the 4th of July sale at Ace, and it's the perfect time to buy a grill from our exclusive lineup of premium brands, including Weber, Traeger, and more. Plus, Ace has grill experts to make sure you get the right grill, whether you're looking for gas, charcoal, wood pellet, or ceramic. And right now, get the right grill delivered right to your house. Now through the 4th, hurry in and buy any grill, $3.99 and up, and we'll assemble and deliver it free, only at Ace. Offer valid for Ace Rewards members only. See participating store for scheduling and details. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. I've been on vitamins, I've been on all kinds of supplements, and you, but nothing has come close to your products. The difference uh, between before I started the product and afterwards is like night and day. I do have more energy, and that was what I really was after. I, mean, I, I get all these benefits. It's wonderful. I had no energy at all, and I thought, how can I live this way? I do one little chore, and then I have to sit and rest. And I find that I get through the day pretty well, and I, uh, you know, I'm, I really have more energy. I look in the mirror and I say, you know, I think I feel more alive. I think I look more alive. Take Dr. Howard's health challenge and find out how to get two free sets of fruits and veggies. We'll even ship them to you free. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code... The answer. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and of course, if you're 
listening or you're going to listen to us later and you can't call. But if you can't call, it's 866-970-9622. And I, I do have two questions. But before I do that, I just wanted to say, because we were talking about New York and the future of New York, you know, um, American cities that are getting bigger, either are getting bigger or shrinking. Well, that's pretty, okay. Um, so Americans are moving to Sunbelt cities and uh, Florida that, you know, has picked up a lot of population. Uh, but 18 cities among the city's 53 major metropolitan areas have growth that's leapfrogging over the suburbs, including New York and San Francisco. So that's the answer to New York. Mm -hmm. uh, looking at, at, at demographics, New York is, is growing, and they expect the population to continue to grow uh, as they do San Francisco. So they could be wrong. But if they're not wrong, and I don't think so, I think you're pretty safe in New York as far as it's uh, uh, moving up. Now, I have a question from a woman who I don't know her name, but she couldn't stay on the phone to call. Or she may, you don't have to be nervous to call, but whatever. And she wanted to know if it makes sense for someone in their 70s to reside their home. Now, that's a difficult question to answer because. It has nothing to do with your age. It has to do with your, first of all, financing. If you have the money to do it and you're going to be living in that home um, and it needs to be, re, you know, it needs to be re-sided, then do it. Uh, but make sure you have the money. If you are thinking of selling the home and the re-siding would give you more value and you have the money to do it, then I guess that's okay also. But I really couldn't answer that question honestly if I really didn't know your financial situation. I mean, I wouldn't go into hock over it. Uh, and if your home needs residing, and let's say you don't have the money to do it, then you would get somebody in to, because you really have to keep it up, to at least paint it and sand down and spackle, or sometimes some of the uh, some of the things have to be replaced. But there's, but I always think it makes sense for you to keep up your home. Um, as best you can. And, Daddy, what do you think of the idea that maybe she was also thinking that she wants to sell it and maybe she should stage it or fix it or improve the looks of it? Well, that could be that if you want to sell it, but we just said that. Now, do I think residing is going to guarantee you a big amount of money? Well, I think that people look and they say if they're bought at certain price range and say, well, this is home has been newly resided, so I don't have to worry about painting it or maintenance. But if the rest of the home isn't great, you know, it, it, I, yeah. mean, I think it's a factor. Do I think it will get you millions? No. She doesn't say about si I'm selling it, though. Yeah. I, maybe so. the house is falling into disrepair. Yeah. She thinks she's too old to have to try to, But there's, age has nothing to do with no. it. It's really your finances. And if your finances and you can afford it, I would do it if it needs it. Um, and if, you're fi if you can't afford it, then I would get a, somebody in who could – Clean it up, paint it, you know, and, and sand it and do it that way. That's a lot cheaper. Uh, but if you can do it, you might as well. I mean, uh, and, and it will never hurt. I mean, it's, it's only a plus to a house. Uh, so I think that's good. And I have a question from a listener who uh, emailed and said, I have a tenant moving into a house I own, and I'm thinking of selling it sometime in the next few years when his lease is up. Should I offer him a lease to purchase? I figure a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, and it might be easier to get the sitting tenant to buy it. Is this a good thing or a headache waiting to happen? 
Okay, so basically, uh, just to explain what a lease purchase is, I mean, you could do that a couple of ways. I probably would give my tenant the first right that if I sell it, that he could purchase it. But I would not put a price in there because if you put a price in there and the market goes up and you said I'll sell it at this price, then you're stuck. Now, if right, you put a price the in there in the market, right, right, Jerry? But now if the market goes down, then the person's never going to buy at that price anyway. They're not going to. So they're they not don't gonna. have any risk. Yeah, it's, it's a, basically it's an option to buy. And when markets go down, people with options that are what they call out of the money don't buy. So, and you know, in a, in a fast-moving market with some velocity, they don't make – these rent-to-own things don't make sense because they usually tie up your property, right? Because, you know, if, it, if you give them a two-year – rent-to-own contract, you can't sell it to anybody else for two years. As opposed to what you just said, which I like, which is give them the right of first refusal. So if you decide to sell it later on, they get you know two weeks or whatever to sign a, a contract on the same terms. And if not, move aside and, and we'll sell it to somebody else. I think that makes a lot more sense. When the market was slow, what, what, we did some of these. But what benefit is that to the seller? To give them the right of first refusal. Well, it says to you, I'm I'm giving you respect. In other words, you've been a good tenant to me, okay? And uh, and obviously, I'm going to allow you to buy the house if you want to buy the house at the price that I put the house up for sale for, okay? I'll give you first crack at it. Now, if you think it's going to be too high and you don't want to, then you don't have to buy it. There's no risk to you. So there's a contract that you sign for first refusal or just you say it to them? It, it's written there it's that written. you will give them the oh, first right now. of refusal. Yeah, I don't think uh, you could yeah. prove, you know, you'd have to go, then yeah. you say, I never said it, and he never, right. you know, they would it's go written. back and forth. But I wouldn't put a price in, and, and as Jerry said, you would never say, you know, for two years I'll give you the first right, because then you're tying your home up, and God forbid something happened and you wanted to sell it before that, and they didn't want to buy it. It's just... So I have another question. So you put your house on the market, and somebody comes along and and gives your price. And do you say to the person, the buyer, hold on for a second, somebody else has the right of first refusal? Yes, you could. Yes. I would definitely. But isn't that a bad thing? Wouldn't that be putting off the buyer? No, actually what happens is people want what everybody wants, and they don't want what nobody wants. And if they think there's someone else that's going to get it, they become even more interested in the property. So I think that it's being transparent, being honest, telling them this is what you want. I want to go back to what you said, Stephen. I think it's an important point. What do sellers have to gain? They don't have to do the marketing. They don't have to do the staging. They don't have to do the brokerage. They really can have a solid, pretty much fast deal if that tenant is happy there, is willing to pay the market price of what it justifies. And so it is an advantage to the seller to have such a ready-made buyer it also, it, if they have that. It also makes that. the tenant behave because if they don't pay timely or otherwise default right. on the lease, they lose the right of first refusal. Right. So, right. you know, it's right. a, it's something that you wouldn't just offer, but if the buyer is, has some level of interest, I don't think it costs you a lot. The to buyer might ask you. Like the buyer, <clears throat> right. you know, I was with That's friends right. of mine, and somebody said to me last night, uh, this girl said, Dottie, I just want to – she's living in a beautiful rental in the city that's expensive but beautiful. But she said, you know, I want to buy it. I said – and she said, I, I want to know that I own it. And I said, yes, but unfortunately, he's not going to sell it because he's got a lot of apartments and he's not. 
but you know, and then she said, and I'm not paying what he would want if I. But, but the point is, it's a sense of security, uh, you know, for certain people to know that they love they love where they're living, but it's a rental, and they never know when the person's going to tell them they have to go. So if if you have an interest, you can always ask. And but as far as now, if I were a seller. I wouldn't tie my house up. I just wouldn't. I would just say, look, I'll give you the first right, meaning when I decide to sell it, whatever that price is, I'll come to you first and I'll give you like 30 days because you don't even know if the person has the finances to do it. That's, you know, the, the, the guy, the person that's the buyer, that's you don't right. even know if they can qualify. So. Yeah. There's one more I, I want to bring up. A tenant who thinks she has the first or he has the first right of refusal might also invest in putting in maybe a new kitchen, a new bathroom. They invest in where they live with the possibility that this is going to be home forever, which is an advantage as a landlord for me to have a tenant who really wants to improve the facilities. Right. Now, remember a couple of years back, we had the... um we had our friends from Zillow uh, on, and they wrote a book, and they said that living near two stores boosts the home's value. And they said Whole Foods and Traders Joe appreciated 140% and 148% respectively, nearly double the rate of the median U.S. home. Wow. I don't know. Okay, they're. I mean, I just. I mean, it's their logarithms and stuff that they. I mean, they're saying that if you live near one of these stores, you are going to get so much more money. It used to be Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks was what I remember. I don't. I remember it was Starbucks. You know, I. I, Whole Foods, Amazon. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look. You have to have stores around you. If there's no stores, I can tell you, and there's no infrastructure, there's no value. But I don't know if it boosts. I mean. Look, I'm not going to argue with them, but I wouldn't count on them. I saw a real estate ad out here in the east end of Long Island that it said uh, nearby Citarella. Yeah, well. <laughs> that was the, yeah. that was the selling And i got to do this fast because I know the news is coming on. Do you remember we had the, we had a woman who shut down her real estate? We had the girl from McMansion Hell on the show. Mm-hmm. She talked yeah. about McMansions, and they were horrible. Okay? Well, they shut her down. Zillow threatened her. Uh I'm not sure why. I, they said that she stole their designs. I was, she, had, she was saying that McMansions are ugly, and she had the ugliest McMansions on her site. I'm just I guess to- they were probably putting – it was a very funny site, and everybody read it, McMansions, and how, why they were ugly and how they were ugly. But I guess the people at Zillow who had listed some of these houses felt that she was trashing their homes. So they, they sued her, so, she had to shut down the whole website. Zillow well, accused her of reproducing <clears throat> images from its website right. and claimed that she was infringing on the rights and copyrights holder of the images. So the, the copyright law has, a, has an exception, and it's called a fair use, which allows you to use copyrighted material if you are um, making fun of it. For example, uh, so you could, if you were poking fun or making humorous statements or criticisms about something, you could you could use a copyrighted uh, photo for that. I'm guessing that no one forced her to shut it down. Rather, she couldn't withstand the behemoth suing her, which is oftentimes the case. I I doubt it ever went to a judge who said that she had to shut it down because she was making commentary on on these, and I think that that's probably within the scope of fair use. Well, yeah, 
I guess she said she's just going to take some time off or something of that nature. It's better than being sued. Yeah. But she's 24 years old. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh. it's tough on her. She's a young entrepreneur. She has to fail a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, Give God. her a break. And not every McMansion is ugly. I mean, I mean, she. Uh, no. some of them are beautiful, so it depends. And some Where is that love one, them. please? Look, there's a home. No. There's a home. You know, your home is your castle. So I've mm-hmm. seen homes that I think are pretty ugly, and somebody loves them. Do you ever and, look at a home and, and say to yourself, Dottie, did an architect really design this? Like, was it, was it somebody who spent their, their five years of education studying architecture really signed yeah, up? Yeah, but on then these somebody plans? loves it. So it's different strokes really? for different folks, okay? I want to talk about the school, but I want to talk really a little about, uh, you know, Esther, you're into feng shui, aren't you? Into feng shui, did you yeah, say? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? Do you. Do you if you want to attract love to your home. Oh. Okay. Well, if being you, married Esther's a few times. I mean, I Esther, Esther's an expert <laughs> at that. So go on, show on If you, this is what <laughs> is I, there a reason you're if, asking me this I question? I want to do this after, listen, for all of those <laughs> listeners, after the news, we're going to talk about how to attract, wait, how to attract love and money to oh. your home. A rich, that means a rich man. Some to secrets, <laughs> okay? We're going to tell you how to attract love and money to your home. Now, I was, I'm redoing my home, in, one of my homes, and the decorator said, well, you don't want to put your bed. Wait a second. The bed, I, want, I said, I want that bed looking outside. Those windows are beautiful. My husband is watching and, this and show. And he said, no, that's bad. That's bad karma. It's bad sensuality. I said, well, I don't really care, okay? Right. Putting it that way. Yeah. Well, I had my bedroom feng shui, really, on Central Park South. This is absolutely the reality. I thought I have a great view of the park, so my bed automatically should face the view. Right. So I had a feng shui. Yeah, but it was bad. It didn't work. They told me it was bad to put your bed. I said, well, I want to have my bed facing the view. But that, they mm. say that's bad. Was the back of the bed then facing the door? Well, I didn't listen to that. No, not my bed. Your I'll bet, take my chances. Bed. But my I'll husband... Take my chances. <laughs> what do you pay for all this advice, by the way? We're going to... Wait, listen. This is not a science. And you either believe it or it's you definitely, don't. Definitely but not. after the news, and I think it's 4th of July, and I think it's a fun topic, I think, and a lot of people really, really, really go by this. Okay, we are going to talk a little about how to attract love and money to your home. Now, who doesn't want to attract love and money? Listen, Jerry, was I invited to And if you don't want to topic. attract love and money, please call 866-970-9622 because I'm going to think you're a weirdo. When Dottie was talking about having dinner with the 80-year-old billionaires last night, I heard Esther uh, breathing hard. <laughs> Excuse me, Jerry. It's the last time I'm sending you my clients. <laughs> and then, of course, we're going to talk with Esther. We're going to give Esther the stage. And I think you need to really update everyone on marriage and love. And, and, and continue it yes. and how to get in the business. And I just have friends that are calling me. Oh, my license is expiring. Well, you can do it online now through Esther. So we're yeah. going to be right back. Um, I guess it's the time for the 11 o'clock news. But when we are having fun, time goes quick. 866-970-962. We'll be back right after the 11 o'clock.
Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.